Hey everybody, it's Aldo Gandhi, and I just want to let you know really quickly that our swag shop is reopened. DeepDishTees.com is where you go, and that's tees with T-E-E-S. Clever name, guys. They're the new home of our merchandise. You can get t-shirts, you can get caps, you can get coffee mugs, you can get hoodies, you can get all sorts of good stuff, and you'll help out the bar room with the purchase. So head over to DeepDishTees.com. Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. We go barflies back with another barfly tailgate show it's live done by barflies for barflies and all the other bears fans out there good morning everybody ryan badgley uh hosting the show today uh obviously you can see it's just the three of us i, I think kb is going to be joining us in a little bit possibly um but also possibly not bobby is off the show today uh his daughter graduating from college so a huge Shout out to Bobby Bombs and the family with his oldest daughter graduating from college today. You can see the man, right? Let's see. He's to my right, I guess, from where I'm sitting, but looks like <laughs> to the left of me uh, when I'm looking at him. None other than Mr. Aaron Curran, AC in the place to be. What is up, brother? What's going on, fellas? Uh, another another tough week for our Bears uh, and uh, – Hell, this weekend's been kind of rough for me. Um, I'm sure some of you guys heard about uh, what happened in Western Kentucky. I want to say I appreciate everyone who texted, called, sent me DMs, checking on me. I appreciate it. Uh, fortunately, they did not hit my area. But uh, after that, uh, Army-Navy. And I wanted to get on here and give Bobby shit, but my Army team lost. And then, <laughs> and then UK played Notre Dame, and they lost as well. And uh, – this bit, the, if you want to go ahead and roll it, and then uh, we'll bring Chris in after. Uh, this this video I, we found on uh, Twitter is a video of the, one of the major uh, towns that got hit by the tornado. It's Mayfield, Kentucky. And uh, as you can see here, just the damage and uh, destruction that happened there. Uh, it's, it's, it's really tough to watch. Um, people lost 
you know, everything. And uh, we're praying for them, and, and Kentucky's going to build back. Um, that's that's our plan. Uh, I don't know if Badge has it up or not. I was sent a, a tweet with a, um, a link to be able to donate to the uh, communities down there if if you so choose. Um, you know, people are struggling. You know, a lot, a lot of people don't have a whole lot uh, money-wise and stuff. So um, being able to build back and losing everything, as you can imagine, is, is very difficult. And uh, this was the worst tornadoes in Kentucky's history. Um, I was reading online, and I, and I took a screenshot of a New York Times article, if I could pull it up here, because not only was Kentucky affected, um, and we usually don't cover current events and stuff, but I felt like it was necessary today. Uh, so the tornadoes were part of a weather system that wreaked havoc in many parts of the country that hit Arkansas, Illinois, Kentucky, Mississippi, Missouri, and Tennessee. Um, that particular tornado that we just showed the uh, wreckage from was part of a system that was on the ground for over 200 miles, and it was... Uh, We've, we've never had anything like that hit here in Kentucky. And um, I appreciate y'all giving me time to talk about it. I, I know it's Bears-Packers week and we got a lot going on, but I, I'd be remiss if I didn't speak speak on this because everyone knows I'm the Kentucky guy. So so I, I, I had to talk about uh, what's going on in my state. You know. Yeah, man, uh, prayers and love and, and well wishes and everything to everyone affected – you know, by, by this terrible tragedy, tragedy. I mean, people were posting videos of, of how big this thing was. And my gosh, man, it, I can't even imagine, um, you know, the devastation, uh, you just from that 22nd video, what, I mean, that was a town, a bustling little town, like, and in a matter of moments was gone. Uh, you know, that, that is really, really terrifying and scary, and uh, we wish nothing but love and support to, to all those affected. Um, with that, our special guest with us on the show today. <laughs> uh, sorry, Chris, to bring you in after that, but uh, hey, it's all right. sometimes uh, that's the way the, the cookie crumbles. Sure. Chris Watts, uh, we're excited to have you on, man. Welcome to the Barfly Tailgate Show. How are you doing today, dude? I'm doing great. I am really doing great. Can you hear me all right and stuff like that? Sound great, yeah. dude. Excellent, brilliant. No, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm really excited to be on the show. Uh, I've been watching you guys for quite a few years, so it's a bit of a surreal moment, this is. Um, but, I'm, yeah, I'm honoured, mate, especially when it's Packers weekend. And also, I'd just like to say, say that we're not, you know, I'm thinking about you over here as well, mate, because uh, when I read the news this morning, you were the first Twitter guy. I sort of checked to see what was going on, so... Uh, yeah, look after yourself, mate. I appreciate it, Chris. Well, you know, we uh, we know it's Bears-Packers week, but we would be remiss if we didn't talk about yeah. last week. Um, yeah. You know, I was talking with Chris AC before the show, and, uh, you know, I re- the Bears have taken a back seat in my life. Um, I'm not afraid to admit it. Um, yeah. I just couldn't give a shit about this football team right now. I I have no reason to. Um, Yeah, Justin Fields is playing tonight. Okay. 
we've saw what he's done in this god awful fucking offense the times that he's played in it. You know, in Pittsburgh he looked good. I, I don't know if that was because they were behind and they had to kind of just open up the playbook a little mm. bit and it allowed him to kind of be himself. Um, yeah. I guess the Detroit game, maybe. I mean, he didn't really mm. throw the ball like a ton. Um, but the passes that he did throw, I mean, he had a couple big shots to Mooney that first time. Um, but I, I mean, aside from that, like, I just, I'm sorry. Like, you fucking yeah. delusional dipshits on social media <laughs> that think this team's going to walk into Lambo and all of a sudden fucking figure it out? Get the I, fuck I don't, out of here. I, I haven't myself seen anyone who actually thinks we're going to pull this game off um, at this point in the season. We all know uh, Nagy's going to be gone. So, what I'm going to be focused on is seeing these young guys, seeing what yeah. they can do because Mooney didn't have a great game last week. Komet, when he flipped the ball up to – I mean, Waddle and Sylvie put out a poll, I think it was right after the game, that was like, you know, what are your reactions to this Bears team? It was sad, angry, or empathy. And at this point, I'm just empathetic. I mean, yeah. literally when that play happened, I, I just laughed. I was like – of, of course, this is of course this is what happens. Uh, it's just a it's just a shit show from top to bottom. I feel like the players haven't quit on Maggie, but I mean the scheme's just the scheme doesn't work, man. It, it's no. just and it and it just looks bad, and we're getting embarrassed, and we're going on national to national TV, and tonight's national television, next week's Monday Again. night. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I Sorry, I mean, I, I agree with everything AC said, really. I mean, basically now, I'm not even bothered about the results anymore this season. All I'm bothered about is seeing how the individual players are improving. In the system, players like David Montgomery, the offensive line, what seems to be getting back together. So, I, I know we're going to get beat, but I just, I just, I just want to see some improvement in individual performances, really, because I know the scheme that work at all, and we all know that on offense. So, I think for me, it's just sort of, See how Fields reacts in that situation. See, you know, getting him in there, part of the rivalry. You know what I mean? So, for me, it's just um, checking out how players are improving because this scheme on offense is, well, it's diabolical. It? Let's be honest. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You, you hit the nail on the head, Chris. I, yeah. It, you know, I, I have to bring this up, and, and, and it was just funny to me. So Allen Robinson, who hasn't played in, what, three, four weeks yeah. now? Uh, including, well, obviously on the bye. But he was posed a question this week in his presser. Hey, did you know that you've run the most hitch routes in the NFL this season? This guy hasn't played a really? game in four weeks. That's all you need to know. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That tells you that's your number one receiver on your football team running the most Pitch routes in the fucking NFL. Ridiculous. Wow. That's that's your number one receiver, gentlemen. If that doesn't tell you the problem with this offense, I I don't know. I I can't help. I'm out. I can't I can't uh, do anymore. I mean, I, I always think though. Imagine if you had a player in the huddle, and then, and then you get you get the player call in, and you must be thinking this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. And imagine how much that must mess with the players' mind. It would try oh, what they want to think. Thinking, oh well, this players we're gonna go, we're gonna spread this player wide, and we're up one yard line, and something ridiculous like that. 
I thought it was, you know, you it was Al Robinson's goal. reply too was kind of, you, you know, he was, he chuckled a little bit. I mean, <laughs> he, and he, and he kind of didn't really have an answer for it. You know, I mean, here, you're the guy who you're on the franchise tag. How do you know this wasn't done purposefully to lower what this guy has been over the last couple of years? Mm-hmm. And they did this intentionally. So now maybe the Bears think, well, shit, if we don't get him the ball, other teams aren't going to sign him. Uh, maybe, you know, if they do, maybe they'll overpay for him or maybe we'll get him at a cheaper discount. If I'm Allen think- Robinson, my fucking yeah. bags are packed. Oh, yeah. I've been gone I, for the last two or three weeks. Yeah. I don't think Nagy could do that. I don't think Nagy's got the, the scheme in his mind to actually do anything that devious to do that. Yeah. I, I don't think he's got a minute, but who knows what's going on behind the closed doors. That, that's what I like to do. Yeah. I, I think uh, if you remember back, Alan Robinson joined the Bears because he, he was like, he liked Nagy's offense, and now he's in Nagy's mm. offense. And it, uh, maybe it looked greener from the outside, but once he got into it, he was like, "Man, this shit ain't working." Chris, where exactly <laughs> are you from, man? I'm trying to, I'm trying to get that uh, accent down. Accent, right? Well, I'm, I'm from uh, Yorkshire, which is like north of England. Uh, so I'm from. I grew up in a city called Leeds, which is like the fourth biggest city in the country. Um, so yeah, we are renowned for our accent, the Yorkshire people. A bit like your good self, AC, you know what I mean? Oh, the northerners, yeah, yeah. the northerners in this country are like the southerners in your country. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, well, so, I, so, I'm, so I'm digging like, the accent, man. Oh, no, because I kept thinking, is anybody actually going to understand what I'm saying? Because the accent, <laughs> or am I just going to, or am I just going to sound like Liam Gallagher out of the way to everybody? Like, all right, mate, how's it going and all that sort of thing. So I'm just glad <laughs> that anybody can understand what I'm on about. <laughs> uh, I kind of feel like, uh, and no disrespect, but it kind of reminds me of Shrek's accent, to be honest. Well, uh, he's he's <laughs> more Scottish. I mean, I am half Scottish, but that's a Scottish accent. So they're they're, oh, okay. they're above us, but yeah, it's uh, the Northerners. All of the Northerners have a bit of a. I wouldn't say a simpleton accent, but sometimes people from down south think we're a bit of an idiot up north. So yeah, um, that's all right. That's how it they goes. talk about they talk about our accent like that too. Uh, yeah. If someone if someone like me were to try and get on ESPN, they don't really have a shot. I don't know if you watch ESPN over yeah, there yeah, or anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only the only guy that I could think of that had an accent like mine was uh, I think his name's Marty or something. They put uh-huh. him on SEC Network now, but back when he was on ESPN, they just put him to cover NASCAR, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like his accent. That- is that the guy with the bald head and glasses? He's got. Is that the guy who does a lot of SEC stuff? Um, no, I think like, you're uh, thinking of Paul like Feinbaum. Yeah, that's who you're on about. Yeah, sorry, man. That's all good. Yeah, he does some stuff on College Game Day too. I, I've seen him on there. I forget his last name. Um, I know he does a show like called Marty and McGee, but I can't remember his last name. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. I, I think he's a, I think he's a great reporter. He's done a, a couple of different stories over the last couple of weeks that I've seen, and uh, you know, I think he's really good at what he does. But, uh, I, you know, I, I got, you know, I, I, I don't believe. Well, I, okay, so let me say it this way. I do think players get fed up with coaches. I absolutely 150% believe that. 
But these guys are putting their own tape out there Mm. for other teams to see them. And if they're in a free agent year or maybe a year away from possibly getting a big payday, I don't believe the adage that the players quit on the team. They may quit on the coach, but they've still got to go out and perform on the field because there's a possibility that if they're a free agent, they're playing somewhere else next year and they want to show that, Hey, you know, I'm more than just a guy that runs the hitch route Uh, or, you know, I'm more than just an inline blocking tight end. I can catch the ball too, or, you know, whatever position it, you know, it, whatever it is. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have quite a bit of cap space, and we've got a lot of hose to fill as well. I think I saw someone put up a thing on Twitter with a depth chart filled out with guys that we actually had under contract, and there was like twenty two players or something like that. So we're gonna have to. We should be evaluating these guys as well. I feel like we, we need a new coach. We need to know yeah. what uh, you know what scheme is gonna fit. You know before you can because. I, I did a post-game show with Aldo um, after Thanksgiving, and we kind of talked about, you know, free agents that we might look at and stuff like that. But it's it's difficult to try and plug a free agent into a, a system that you don't know what system we'll be going to be running. Okay. We know it's not going to be this one. Yeah. And also as well is, if we want to attract free agents as well, they're going to be looking mm-hmm. at Chicago going, well, what's happening there? We don't know if the coach is going to be there next season. We don't, you know, they're not winning. They're not doing this. So it, that's going to halt us as well a bit. You know, are we going to be less attractive to free agents as we used to be? Yeah, I think it'll be, um, you know, people will see, you know, they got a young quarterback. Justin mm-hmm. Fields seems promising. And, and that's what these next five games will be for Justin is to sure. uh, show what he can do. You know, his, his accuracy is his ability to run as well. Uh, that'll attract offensive guys. And the defensive guys, if you're a good defender – you know you got a shot to start unless you're a pass rusher because we'll probably have Mac and Quinn back, who, by the way, Quinn is balling out this year. Oh, it's awesome. Um, Awesome this year. Yeah. Yeah, So, But, I mean, another side on the corner, a a, a slot corner, a a safety. Hell, Eddie Jackson might even be replaceable, you know? Yeah, he's 150% replaceable. You know, fucking tackle. What's the the point of having him on the roster? You know what I mean? Like – in 2018, he looked like this fucking phenomenal player because of his interceptions, and even 2017 to a degree. That got mm-hmm. him another contract. What's mm-hmm. he done since? He ain't done shit. Everybody yeah, gets all pissed. Oh, his fucking interception in the Giants game last year, it's taken away. Wah! Fuck him. <laughs> he ain't done shit. He changed his fucking jersey. Get the fuck out. I, I just, I'm sick of these fucking guys on this team that are about themselves. Yeah, Fuck yeah. off. It's a team yeah. sport. Yeah. You're not going to tackle for your team. Get off the fucking field. He doesn't. He doesn't tackle. People yeah. got, it's not about the fucking guy in the jersey. It's about the jersey. Yeah. The guys, yeah, if they, great. Awesome. Glad. I'm glad you got paid. Great. But since you got paid, you ain't done shit. Except. No. Trot out here week over week, taught running your mouth about pissed off that you're getting booed and all oh, the I the fire naggy chants bother me. Fuck you. Good. I'm glad they yeah. fucking bother you. They yeah. should bother you. You know why? Because the product that you're putting out on the field is fucking garbage. 
So they should fucking bother you. And that yeah. should make you want to work harder at your tackling. Oh, but you have an inept coaching staff. So I guess maybe it's not fully your fault that maybe your coaches aren't fucking teaching you how to tackle. Even though you've been playing the game since you were this fucking big. I, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm tired of all these fucking pussyfooting around these fucking players. Like their shit don't stink. Mm. You suck. You're not You're not good. Yeah. The whole fucking team. I don't care yeah. anymore. You're all of you. You Every single fucking one of you has to gut check your fucking self. You know what? Just like I do. If I have a bad show, I gut check myself. I do it. Because I, I, I produce the show too. The yeah. first fucking two weeks of the season, I stunk. I was terrible, but I got yeah, checked I myself. I didn't want to say up bad, you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't want to say up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I go back and listen too, and I'm like, man, I talk over people an awful lot. No oh, well, AC show, I guess. <laughs> it's always the AC show. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's sorry, AC. I took over. <laughs> it's all good, brother. I mean, we're we're here for the rants, man. I mean, yeah, we're all pissed right. off. We're all empathetic at this point. I'm, like, like I said, uh, when I watched the interception from Commit, I just laughed. Like most of the time, yeah. I'd be pissed, madder than hell, and I just Dude, laughed. I, I was telling. Chris I was before like, the show, right? of course. <laughs> we're we're sitting there talking before the show, and we were at my parents' house last last week. We had the Santa thing going on. And I left, I left here probably, there was maybe, I don't know, five, seven minutes left in the first half, whatever. Um, I get to my parents and my dad is in watching the game. We're out eating chicken wing dip in the kitchen, whatever. He just has the red zone on. Mm. And he goes, oh, and I hear him start laughing. Don't just threw another one. So that was the second. Yeah, right. Three minutes that, after that, this was the guy that that was supposed to be an upgrade from Fields because he was experienced, and he's out there making rookie mistakes. That's what shocked yeah. me. And honestly, yeah. without the interceptions, we're right in that fucking ball game. The, yeah. way the, the fact most, that you're shocked Montgomery by running, any of this is is shocking to me because nothing shocks me anymore. The four interceptions. I, I mean, I, I sit me. here like I'll sit here today and watch. Well, I. Thankfully, the game's on tonight, and I have to be up early tomorrow, so I'll be in bed by 10-15 at the latest. Same. So hopefully by that point, I'll know it's completely out of hand, and I won't have anything to worry about when I go to bed. I told I told Mallory, I said, they got until halftime to make this game interesting, or I'm flipping on Yellowstone. I, I ain't fucking with yeah, this team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm well, over it, man. Yeah, when the game starts, it'll be about 20 past one in the morning over here, so... You know, yeah. if it goes a bit poorly, you are, he sort of tests me, like, going, can I stay awake for this? Can I stay awake for this? And then I always do. And then, obviously, with the um, with the debate after the game as well on the channel, so I, I, it probably is going to be about 7 o'clock in the morning for me when it all finishes. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and then we're probably just going to get hammered as well, so it's just going to be, like, one long night. But I'm a Bears fan, so what can we do? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Robbie, uh, I'm right here with you on this one, man. My yeah. dad laughs too, and my dad's a Giants fan. My dad's a Giants fan. The fucking Giants fans didn't are laughing have, at us. Didn't they have Glennon I starting? Mean, Jesus, Sage Christ. Well, at least the Giants know they have draft picks to try and build something. They, uh, I mean, they got Glennon, but they got Danny. I guess he's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. I don't see it. Uh, I don't see him staying. 
I think it's at the end of this season. I don't remember. Yeah, and uh, Chris, you talk about staying up late, man. When yep. I when I lived in uh, Korea, I was stationed wow. in Korea. We used to get up at uh, three, four in the morning. Me and uh, some of the other Bears fans that were in my unit, we make some eggs and bacon and awesome. and and cook up some breakfast and watch the Bears, man. But uh, so I, I haven't experienced that in yeah. hell, probably a decade now. Yeah. So I mean, I, let me let me bring you guys back to the Arizona game, right? Because I feel, you know, we talked a little bit, but I, I kind of want to talk. So the game starts, right? Arizona goes up 14 to nothing, and it's 21 to nothing. And finally the Bears are able to move the ball down the field and get into the end zone, right? Is there anything that you saw in the first half that made you think, well, shit, maybe we actually got a chance in the second half. Chris, I'll start with you. David Montgomery. David Montgomery were an absolute beast in that first half. And it wasn't just because he was making a yardage. He was playing his heart out and he was showing this is what you're supposed to be like when you're playing a professional sport. And he were all in. And I just thought if we carried on running the ball a bit more, then we would have had a chance in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and Roquan on the other side of the ball. Those mm. were the those were the two guys that looked like they wanted to play. I mean, we were actually moving the ball. If you looked at the yardage, I think they put mm -hmm. the graphic up on the screen. We had, like, doubled the yardage of the Cardinals, the time of possession we were dominating. But the turnovers, man, you just can't turn yeah. the ball over. And and that's going to be a big issue today, I think, regardless of who's at quarterback. I mean, Rodgers doesn't turn the ball over. I heard a stat today. Uh, he has 400-something touchdowns and 93 interceptions. 93. Wow. Aaron Rodgers' most interceptions he's thrown in a season was 13. That wow. was Brett Favre's lowest in a season. And, and that was player? the most Rodgers has ever thrown. And we have a player up for us four in one game. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it, it just goes back to the, the old conversation. I mean, we still don't have a Bears quarterback to throw for 3,500 yards. And we still don't have a Bears quarterback to throw for more thirty touchdowns or more in one hundred and one years. Why? What? What? Why? Why? Why are we so inconsistent about choosing a quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's. I don't. I mean, I feel like the quarterbacks they've drafted. Um, you know, I I want to throw Mitch out of that equation. We've yeah. fucking beat him up at nauseum. Um, so I want to throw him out of the equation, but you know, other than him, I, I just don't think we've done our jobs correctly scouting some of these players, you know, mm. whether, even, mm -hmm. even non quarterbacks, there's guys, you know, look at some of these guys that this, the, this current organization has taken chances on, you know, freaking Leonard Floyd, who out of probably everybody he's probably you know the most who's who's had the most success elsewhere yeah, gosh, look yeah. At, uh the, kevin white i mean this kid was a, a genetic freak when you saw him as he was caught he was big had good hands speed now in Nagy's offense he might have worked because mm. basically they don't have anybody that can run streaks even though they've got two track stars, 
But, you know, he might have been (laughs) the missing piece in Matt Nagy's offense. Who the fuck knows? Uh, um, well, that might be they why just, they brought in Perryman, and that didn't, they didn't even give him a chance. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, they, they, they brought – I mean, look, some of the moves they made, I, I just, you know, I, just baffling to me. You're you're giving Jakeem Grant reps right now who's a glorified punt returner, but now you're using him in your offense when mm-hmm. guys like Rodney Adams are sitting over there who – in training camp had a phenomenal rapport with Justin Fields and, and even with Andy Dalton, because you saw in practices them working well together. But you're not well, giving these guys I don't really who, wanna I don't want to shit like, on Jakeem Grant because I felt like he played hard last week. He was making catches and it looked really weird for me anyway to see a wide receiver not wearing gloves. I thought yeah, that was sad, yeah. really weird. <laughs> it was so weird, but uh he was playing hard, trying to break tackles and stuff. I mean, I mean, you talk about guys that you're looking at for the future. I, I don't know. When we traded a seventh round pick for the guy. You got to give him a shot. And uh, I, I, but but I'm with Chris, man. How do you have David Montgomery literally putting the team on his back? I oh. mean, some of those beastly runs when he threw that stiff arm, I was like, fuck <laughs> yeah, man! Like. Yeah. Like he wants to play, he wants yeah. to be there. Like, and he, saw, you know, and he sort of typifies what Chicago Bears football was. You know that strong running game, Walter Payton, Matt Sue, bang, 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 and that's what it reminded me of straight away. Like, it reminded me of like the mid to late eighties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we signed a fullback this week too. Yeah, uh, I, I, don't heard, if, yeah. I don't know if Nagy will be running the eye formation. Remember, we didn't bring him here to do that, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should do. <laughs> you got to run what you got to run to win ball games. I mean, You're right, mate. You got seven tight ends on the roster and a fullback yeah. now. The, like that, run goal on offense all the way down the fucking field. I don't know. We might end up with a wishbone offense this afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, guys, this, this week. Uh, you know, you you another thing I'll bring up. Akeem Hicks, right? This is a guy who didn't practice, then he was limited, then he's a full participant, says in his press conference he's good to go, and now yesterday he's downgraded to out? Yeah, that, I was what shocked weird. by that. And a reporter asked him about, you know, do you think this is going to kind of be your last five games in a Bears uniform? And he was, he just said he thinks he's got three or four years left in the tank, which I don't see it, Akeem, but okay. But – but he was like, you know, t- show me another player who's given up more blood, sweat, and tears than me for this for this Chicago Bears team, and it's it's yeah. difficult to find. I mean, this this guy plays through injury every season. It seems like he gets, I mean, he gets double teamed, and he he's a he's a a monster man. He's a literally looks like a bear out there. He's one of my favorite <laughs> players. And 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 his his attitude on Sundays is is I love the guy, but yeah, I do as far as well. three or four years left, man. I don't know. I mean, maybe we I can sign a couple one year. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking a one year extension. Uh, maybe yeah. a we might we might be able to get him on a prove it deal. I mean, he obviously loves the city of Chicago. He loves playing yeah. for the Bears, so he might be a guy that we can get that we don't have to pay a ton of money for. That uh, you know, you you plug him right back in, and and yeah. hopefully he can be healthy next year. Because yeah. so we start. But, but, say, sorry, sorry, I say go. On. No, you go ahead. I was, 
I was yeah, just, I was, I was just shocked that they called him out like yesterday, yeah. all of a sudden, you know. Yeah, because I mean, I, I can remember reading something that you know he wants to retire as a bear, and I think if we can, if we can get him on a decent deal for like you say, like another season or maybe another two, then I'd love for him to stay because he's he's one of those players where when you're a fan, that's what you want to see, that sort of aggression or that sort mm -hmm. of passion, you know what I mean? Where sometimes you don't see it from a lot of players these days. And I love all the old school, you know, a bit of shouting, a bit of like effing to opposition, you know, a bit dirtiness, but in the rules of the game, obviously. And right. I think Hicks bring that. He brings that to me. Yeah, I was I was yeah. telling my wife actually, uh, it was a couple of weeks ago. I don't remember who I was watching, but they had a neck roll, and I was like, I yeah. think was, I was watching <laughs> Iowa. And I told my wife, I was like, man, when I was in high school, I wanted a neck roll so bad. She was like, why? I was like. Are you kidding me? It looks badass. When I see yeah, a neck you roll, look fucking huge. Right. When I, I see a neck roll, it reminds me of there was a Steelers linebacker. I want to say it was Lambert. There's a picture of him with a neck roll and he's pointing and he's got like four teeth missing in the front. Lambert, and I'm like, yeah. that's old school badass football. Yeah. And that was what yeah. I wanted to be when I was I thought it was cool. My wife was like, yeah. I think it looks dumb. And I was like, Well, whatever. Yeah, so <laughs> I love I love Akeem Mix. And um, I love his leadership, um, his tenacity. Um, but unfortunately, really, the last two seasons, he's really just not been a factor, um, unfortunately. You know, even in, in games, you know, he, he shows up now and again. Um, but I really think these last two seasons with the injuries have just really taken their toll. Um, yeah. I don't think he's somebody that we see in a Bears jersey next year and that really bo it bothers me, but it bothers me because I think Akeem the person is amazing yeah. and yeah. Akeem the leader is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, it's just unfortunate that the body isn't, isn't keeping up with, with those two <laughs> things. Yeah, It's a shame because – we don't seem to have many players on the team what are sort of leaders to be, vocal leaders. It all seems to be, I don't know if it's a reflection of Nagy, you know, all this like culture and all that rubbish, but there doesn't seem to be anybody who are, what grabs hold of, you know, a player who's made a mistake and gives them mm. a bit of a rollicking. And, you know, and I, I feel like we need a few more stronger characters in the team sometimes. Yeah, I think yeah. I had heard I heard someone talking about that on a podcast this week. Um, you know, I think it was Zach Miller or someone someone from back in the day, and they were like, you know, if someone did what Eddie Jackson does, missing tackles, oh, and yeah. stuff, Olin Krutz would be the guy in his face. He'd take your head off to make sure you were at least giving effort. Like yeah. tackling is an effort stat, like like blocking. You gotta mm. want to do it. It's like rebounds in basketball. You gotta want to fucking do it. It's it, and, and last week, oh my god, Xavier Crawford, what the <laughs> hell oh was my that? God. Oh my god, god it was like I was empathetic up to that point. Then when that happened, I was pissed. I was mm. pissed. Mm. I think it was a, a closer game at that point, and he just whiffed. Just just yeah. gave up. Didn't give a shit. The, the, and I was like. The, the, the thing that really annoys me about the tackling NFL is, is a lack of technique. Because I, I originally grew up playing rugby over here. It's all oh, about yeah. technique. And, and, and it's, just the, it's just the elementary stuff like wrapping up. Instead of like when you see a defensive back and they always go down the shoulder like that and, mm -hmm. you know, to take away the knees, 
But if you're if you've got if you're a big guy or you're a good running back, you'll bounce off that and get some more yardage. And the tackling, I mean, I don't know if it's down to that they don't have that many hitting practices anymore due to due to what that what the players have agreed with the NFL. But the tackling is the defensive yeah. backs. I mean, I watch it with my mates and all going, what's all that? Got the, the wrap up, you know what I mean, and all that sort of thing. And uh, I, don't, I just I just don't know what the answer is really, apart from getting them back to like basics. About yeah, I, I think um, Greg Greg Gabriel was speaking on that with Aldo yeah. earlier this yeah, week, yeah, yeah. talking about you know back in his day, they had two or three practices a day, you know, two days, three days, and yeah. they were hitting each other. And, and with the yeah. new CBA, they just don't hit each other, so you don't hit anybody until preseason, and then yeah. half your players don't even play in preseason if they're starting. So, yeah. and I think part of that is that, but part of it is coaching. Man, my son's ten. I'm trying to get him into football next year. I've told him I was like, I'm like, you're playing. I don't. <laughs> you're gonna play you can i at least want you to try it you know and yeah. if you don't like okay. it then you don't have to play the following year but i want you to at least try it and the first thing i told him was tackling and what's the yeah. first thing i said you put your fucking shoulder into their gut yeah you try to put your hat on the ball first of all mm-hmm. and you wrap up you if yeah. you're it don't matter how big they are they could be jimmy graham what however tall he is yeah. six seven or something you get your arms behind their knees they're going down. Yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> right. You talk about rugby, man. When I was deployed yeah. uh, in UAE, we were sitting here waiting on a flight, and they had a TV on while we were just sitting here waiting on our plane, and they had rugby on, and I was like, "Holy shit, man! I can oh, yeah, I can see why they call the NFL a pussy sport when they watch this. These guys are out here in t-shirts and shorts, like yeah. rocking each other, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing with rugby is it's a lot more down to sort of tackling lower down than they're doing you know in football uh, so obviously because you don't have the helmet on and stuff like that you, you sort of naturally take your head out of it because obviously mm-hmm. you know you can't go in you know like you would do with the helmet on so you have that natural instinct to wrap it up anyway because you think well i can't just go in with my head because i played right. i played football for what six years i played running back and then when i played the league war 14-year-old to 19-year-olds. So when I was 14, I was playing against grown men, basically, when you're 19, aren't you? So if you didn't yeah. know how to tackle right, whew, you were destroyed within about 10 minutes of the game. Right, yeah. So here's a question for Matthew Fashizi, right? Do you guys think they should be playing guys who haven't been getting reps since we're not good? So to me, I always follow the old adage, if you're healthy, you play. Yeah. Um. You know, now for somebody like Justin Fields, we all talked last week about how, I mean, I I don't want to see him get injured because Nagy and Pace, and even Pace to a degree, I don't don't think Pace is going anywhere. If anything, I think he moves up, whatever. But um, Nagy's going to be gone. I think you want to see what you have on your roster if you're a scouting department or a general manager. But we don't know yet the fate the the fate of Ryan Pace. A lot of people want him gone. A lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm I don't know. I I'm I'm okay moving him up, right? But then the guy that they bring in to replace him has to be a major football guy, major. Because yeah. yeah. Pace can say he's a football guy. He ain't a fucking football guy. No, I'm sorry. Man. Yeah, and, and and that was another thing I had heard this week. You know, they talked about Ted Phillips. The guy's an accountant. 
you know, and then and then George is in charge because it's in his family. And then under him, you've got Pace who came up in the scouting department, I guess, in, in the, with the Saints, which is why I think he's able to find those late round gems. But a football that, yeah, like you said, a football guy, we really need it at Hallis Hall. Um, I think Pace is gone. As far as playing younger guys, I'd like to see them, see some of them. And I know they called it. I heard, I think I'm pretty sure I heard this, that Snowden got called up off the practice squad this week. So he might be a guy that you can get in there and see some reps with. But it worries me also because if Xavier Crawford's out there getting reps, uh, who's the guy behind him? Is that the guy you want to see? Because I don't want to see the guy that's worse than Crawford in in their eyes. I'm not a coach or a scout or anything like that. So – in theory, you would think they would be able to see the talent better than I would. And a step down from Xavier Crawford, I mean, you got Mark I. Christian who got killed week one. I mean, and, yeah. and it's yeah. no it's no better. It just depends on the position. Look at mm. look at what Robbie put in here. Uh, th- this to me is the, the this is this team in a nutshell. <laughs> you guys catch that story about Jimmy Graham taking Komet in the helicopter teaching me how to fly. Teach him oh, how to no. be a tight end, Jimmy. Jesus. This <laughs> this is this team in a nutshell. It, this is what it is. You've got veteran guys worrying about activities for fucking their teammates to do off the field when they could be helping them on it. To me, Jimmy Graham on the roster this year was a fucking utter waste of time. Yeah. Um, at, just as it was last season. Um, at first I was like, well, you know, he's only 9 million at first they cut Kyle Fuller. I was like, shit, we cut Kyle Fuller. We're keeping this fucking guy. Well, neither one of them panned out or amounted to shit, which is typical in this organization. So it is what it is. Like this isn't surprising. It's not shocking. Cole Komet, you know, I'm not a Cole Komet hater. I know there's a lot of people that are. Um, I think he's starting to scratch the service. Obviously, the interception last week that was completely his fault is fucking terrible. Yeah. But I definitely think the kid is is it could be a phenomenal yeah. player in this offense. Not yeah. not this offense, but in right. the Bears offense in the future. That's that's exactly what I was gonna say. There are so many times where I see on third down, I think I even I wanted to record it last week and send it to you guys in our group chat. There's a third down play where um, Dalton snaps the ball. You've got Komet and I think Mooney on the left side, and I think they had Grant and someone else on the right side. But I saw the left side of the field. Komet and Mooney both literally go to the sticks and cut back on hitch routes. What defense is not covering that? You, you run a zone. You run a zone, you've got linebacker, safety, corner. That that whole side of the field is covered. Dude, we gotta you, have a you know what scheme. I think it is? This is what I think it is, is I think what Matt Nagy's offense, I think, is trying to do is lull the defenders to sleep with their hitch routes. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, run them, you run them for the first 34 <laughs> plays of the game. Bought them to death. You're down by 31, <laughs> but you know what? That next play... You're going to run a go route. And, oh, it's overthrown. Fucking A. So yeah. we're, using, we're using psychological warfare now. That's the only way we're going to win. 
Born him yeah. to death. Get him up. Get yeah. him a flat footed, and when they will might able to get like you know a lucky pass or something like that. <laughs> I mean, you you're if you're if you're a defensive back going, and this is not no hate on the quarterbacks, even Andy Dalton. But if you're a defensive back and you're coming to play the Bears, what the fuck are you scared of? Nothing. What? What are you scared? I'm more scared of David Montgomery running me over than trying to defend one of the fucking receivers on this roster. No yeah. offense to Darnell Mooney. I mean, I'd say Allen Robinson, but unfortunately for him, the coach has him running 95 hit routes a game. And he hasn't even been on the field in a month. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I mean, I don't... If Allen Robinson's pissed, I don't fucking blame him. I'd be pissed too. I'm a fan pissed. I'm not yeah. even on the fucking team and I'm pissed because <laughs> I'm watching what's unfolding. And yet this fucking guy continues to be here. But there's another rumor that, oh, if the Bears look bad this week, he's good. You should have fired going. him three or four weeks ago yeah. and the been Bears, done with it. Yeah, yeah. The Bears aren't going to fire him until the end of the season if they fire him. And I've got a nasty feeling that if, 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 we, if we did win today, I've got a feeling that that would go really in his favour, which has scared me a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I, I, I think I, the difference, because like before, like we all know Nagy's gone. But I went back to the Tressman era, and I was like, you know, he got blown out back-to-back. Back. I think it was like Patriots, bye week Packers. We got blown out, all those. Like the bye week beat the hell out of us. So, <laughs> so, but they didn't fire him after that. But then I thought about, well, he was kind of married with Phil Emery, you know. So mm. Emery wasn't going to fire him, which I hated Phil Emery. I hated the hire. And then he continued to show I was correct every year in the draft when he grabbed guys like, Iglesias, and I'm trying to think of some of the other bad <laughs> draft picks that he had. They were they were god all Like I'm a, you know, you guys have heard me. I'm a draft nerd. I'm a freaking draft <laughs> nerd. And when I when I saw this guy grabbing people that I didn't freaking know, I had never heard of from Appalachian State, southwest corner of Louisiana University. Like that blew me away. But I. I really think the rules where they change, where they can start interviewing head coaches the last two weeks, I feel like that will be the like that'll be the reason we let them go. It'll be that the Packers are going to kick our asses next week. We play the Vikings. Who, by the way, I want to talk about this schedule. We play all these teams off buys or mini buys. Yeah, we yep. played the Ravens off a of buy. I think it was. Uh, we played the. Um, the last two games have been off by the, the Cardinals are off a of bye. The Packers are off a of bye. Next week we play on Monday night against the Vikings, who just played Thursday. So they got a week and a half to get ready for our insane offense. Like <laughs> we got screwed by the schedule as well. I mean did we have the third the third hardest schedule of the year? Or have I got it wrong? Yeah, I believe you're right. Uh, when it first yeah. came out, but I always uh I'm always taken aback by those because teams to me, you can't always gauge a team off what they did last year. And when that's yeah, where they right. pull those from, you know, mm. like, I mean, the Patriots this year are right now, they're the number one seed in the AFC, I believe. And last year yeah. they were, you know, they were, they were in the middle of the middle of the pack in the league. I mean, they had a lot of opt outs and, and stuff around yeah. that, but, uh, but that, and that goes back to good coaching. That's another guy I've heard people bringing up is Josh McDaniels. 
scares the hell out of me because we haven't seen anyone come from Belichick's tree that's done anything. But yeah. Josh I'll be, I'll McDaniels, I'll avoid that like yeah. herpes. Hmm. Hundred percent. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have not seen a coach leave Bill Belichick and have success. Yeah. Not one. Yeah, Bill Belichick. Coach. Yeah, yeah. Not one coach. Fuck Josh McDaniels. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Fuck this guy. He's a fucking dipshit. He accepted the job in Indiana a couple years ago and then fucking balked out because the Patriots are like, oh well. You can stay here, and we'll give you this, this, and this. Fuck him. Nope. Yep. Nope. That's the last thing this franchise needs. This yeah. organization doesn't need somebody like fucking Josh McDaniels trying to come in here and do things the Patriot way. Right. It should. I mean, we already saw that in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, I did see an article. I don't know who put it out, but uh, Frazier from – Buffalo, um, he's been. I guess there's some smoke about him being the head coach, and I just that's a guy I'm not a fan of. I mean, he had a chance in in Minnesota as their head coach, and 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 did god awful. Now I know he holds a special place in Bears fans' hearts because he's part of that. I believe he was part of the '85 Bears, correct? Uh, right. Yeah. Yes. So, so he's got. Um, I mean, Bears fans are going to look at it just like they do with Singletary, but. Uh, I just I don't feel like he's a good coach. Um, if I'm going after a defensive you, guy, yeah. Well, I mean, firstly, I want a coach that's not a coordinator. I don't want a coach who's there with the playlist in front of him like Nagy. I want a coach. I want the head coach to manage the whole game, and I then yes. bring in a really good coordinators rather than him having to try and do everything all at the same time. And we all know in any job in any walk of life that it just don't work that way. And I, mm. I just feel like we just need a, we need a coach what's experienced who can kick players up the arse a bit to show a bit of yeah. respect to the fans. And, um, and that, that's why that's the way I'm looking at it, hopefully for the next coach. Yeah, I agree with you, Chris. I mean, uh, uh, and a lot of – like I saw on Twitter someone asked, they were like, why, why should we hire a defensive head coach with the Bears? Yeah. Like, and they were – I mean, I guess being a little sarcastic, like, Everyone wants Justin Fields to succeed, and they don't feel like one can succeed under a defensive head coach. But Belichick's a defensive guy. Tomlin's yeah. a defensive guy. Um, yeah, but the, you the Chargers back. out there with Brandon Staley—that's a defensive mm-hmm. guy. And if yeah. you got the right people under you, you know. Yeah, that's life. I think the head coach should be delegating rather than try to do everything at the same time. He just, especially with Nagy, he misses so much of the game because he's so worried about the the play calling. Even though mm-hmm. apparently he's not supposed to be doing a play calling, I think he's I think his fingertips are all over it. Oh yeah, yeah, Robbie, yeah, Rob, that was I've great insight. <laughs> I've said it before. I I said it last season that I want you know you you hear how you want your coach to be maniacal. You know, yeah. I, I I mean I. I hate to use this guy as an example, but because he hasn't coached in fucking over 20 years, but Mike Dicka. Yeah. That, that style. Yeah, Chris, we were talking about it before the show too. Yeah. That style of coach with that mentality that lives, breathes, sleeps this game. Mm. We haven't had that in Chicago since him. 
since and, Lovey. And I don't want to hear Lovey Smith because it wasn't Lovey, Lovey Smith. It. It, Lovey was a different type of coach. Like, I want to see the guy that's fucking crazy. When he comes to a press conference, he's <laughs> smacking the podium. When he's asked a question he doesn't like, he says, fuck you. But everybody's a pussy now. Yeah. Everybody's afraid to, 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 to say things and do things now. I want a coach that isn't afraid. I, yeah. I, don't, I want him to come out in a press conference and say, you know what? This guy didn't play well. This guy doesn't yeah. tackle well. And we well, they need got to a, work on those things. They got a guy like that up in Detroit. Yeah, but when you, but when you issue, talk yeah. to this coaching staff, well, you know, but our culture is good. Yeah. Oh, we've got a great culture. I yeah. don't care about your culture. I care about winning games and winning Super Bowls. Everything else means nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Not a freaking thing. I don't care. I don't care if your culture is the best in the NFL. Well, funny, other organizations are saying your culture's shitty. So yeah. maybe to you your culture's good, but to the rest of the league, it's terrible. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, they're getting – I just – how do they not – how do they not – it seems like they don't care, like ownership. And I've met George McCaskey. There's a picture in the intro of me with George McCaskey. I met him up in Cincinnati. He's a fan first, I feel like. So he's got to care about what the product looks like. It's, but how do you not fix it after all these years? Yeah. I mean, how do you not fix it? Well, and, why would you fix it? You have no incentive to fix it. Your pockets get fatter yeah. and fatter every year because dipshits like us keep putting money in them. For people said that about people said that about Cincinnati for decades, decades. I grew up a Bengals fan, and that's what they always said. The Bengals no. do not care. The Bengals do not care long as they're making money. Look they what they've care. done. They've made. They business. finally got rid of. They're a business. It's about making money. They don't give a shit about the product. But if you're winning, you're making more money. How do they not see that? That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but do, you, do you think it's down to because it's a family-run company that there's no sort of competition for like places you know higher up in the front in the front room? Do you know what I mean? That that's how be... I always see it. from from somebody from looking at it from afar. That's what yeah. it seems to look like to me. Like you know, there's. Like it's like John Perfordo always goes on about the family diner scenario, and I completely mm. agree. But I just don't think that they have competition for their own yeah. position. So you can just go, well, Adam, I'm not going to get sacked. I'm, I'm like the son of the owner. What you know? Oh, well, no, the owner did sack one of the sons. Um, yeah, but that's how it comes over to me. Yeah, I could I, see I, that if my dad was a big time conglomerate and owned a big company and I was just going to do nothing in my life and step into taking over said business that's printing money. Uh, but I don't know. You know man. What we just... This just popped into my head. You know what we should have recognized Nagy was a fuck was game one when he walked in dressed like fucking George Papa Bear Halas. That's when we should have recognized he was a fucking dipshit. Because <laughs> You, you're the furthest fucking thing from this guy. You come yeah. out, you fu you dress this fucking Papa Bear, and then you run the fucking T-formation your first game. That's the best fucking thing you've done since you've been here. Bring it, that's that's it. Bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
I totally changed the direction there, but no, I no, no. To, it just popped into my head. I had to say it. So what I'm going to do, we're going to take a quick little break here. Uh, so if you got to take a leak or whatever, you've got two minutes, we'll come back cool. and uh, we'll, we'll actually get into this bears Packers rivalry and, you know, talk about Sharon Rogers and, you know, whoever <laughs> else we can fit in and whatnot. We'll be back right after this guys. I don't mean any disrespect. He just didn't play that well. Not for a guy of his caliber. If they don't run the ball here, I'm going to vomit. I swear to God. I don't really have any recollection of that at all, but I guess perhaps I blacked it all out. You know, they won, but I'm, I'm going to be miserable all week because they stunk. presents two fired up bears fans they are ready to rumble on the bear debate We'll get Chris Pop back in here. There he is. So, hello, man. I I gotta tell you guys, I, I'm just looking at the injury report, right? So, Dalton obviously hurt his hand. He's doubtful. Tashawn Gibson, uh, or no, not Tyshawn. It's Travis Gibson uh, has an illness. Jimmy Graham, he was resting, a veteran, according to the last right. David Montgomery has three freaking injuries that he's dealing with: shoulder, glute, and groin. And this guy, I mean, oh my gosh. Um, His back's killing him from carrying the team. That's right. Cairo Santos is ill. Um, Mario Edwards. Marquise Goodwin is now doubtful. Obviously, Akeem Hicks we talked about is out. Christian Jones. Allen Robinson. um, Damian Williams. Justin Fields is on there still for his ribs. Tease Tabor, he's out. Um, Angelo Blackson. Cassius Marsh, he's out. I mean, then you look at the Packers. You got Devontae Adams. He's dealing with an injury. David Bakhtiari's still out. Randall Cobb, um, their cornerback, Kevin King. Rodgers with his freaking toe. Somebody just step on his foot for crying out loud. <laughs> That's all you got to do. That's what I've been doing. Just, you know, I I, I, I don't know. I just figured I'd go over the injuries real quick there. Uh, you know, just coming back off of it. 
you know, uh, let, let's let's throw this out there, right? And and we'll throw this out to you guys in the chat too, right? Is there any any fucking way that you see the Bears coming in and stealing a win from beneath the Packers? Uh, AC, I'm going to ask you first. I don't see it happening, but the last time we went up there and won uh, that I can remember was, uh, I believe, with Cutler and them on uh, Thanksgiving night. Um, and I didn't think we had a chance in that game either. So, I mean, they could yeah. surprise me, but I, I really don't see how it's possible unless Rodgers gets hurt or – Really, that's it. Rodgers gets hurt. I mean, uh, run the ball with David Montgomery. I don't know. <laughs> Foster's right. Go for the toe. Come on, Robert yeah, Quinn. Yeah. That's got to be on your scouting report. Yeah. <laughs> Too right. I mean, I personally think that I'm more bothered about not being embarrassed again on national TV. And also, I'm just like, when I, I was chatting to Badge for the show, I'm just more bothered about watching the individual performances of the players we, we're looking for for the future. Because mm. we all know our season's over now, really. It's been over for weeks. So I just yeah. want to see, you know, the young players progress. David Montgomery, carry on what he's doing. The O-line seems to be getting their act together. So I'm just looking about, looking at it more like a coach, probably. Just, you know, wanting to see performances and not, not get embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah, I I just, I, I don't, I don't see... Uh... I mean, like you mentioned, AC, that, that Thanksgiving game and a few years ago, see, I, I felt different. I really thought they had a shot to win that game. Um, and, and when they did, I mean, I don't, I don't think I was surprised. I, I kind of expected it almost to a degree. This, I mean, you just look at everything, right? And, and there's no, there's nothing that says that this team can beat you. Mm. Um, at all. Um, you know, I, I don't think enough is made of the bulletin board stuff um, from Aaron Rodgers saying he owns, I own you. Um, some of the beat writers attempted to get some information out of the players related to that this week, including Nagy. Um, I know Mark Potash tried to catch Jalen Johnson, um, you know, saying, you know, do you hate Aaron Rodgers? He's like, what? Hate? I think that's part of what's missing from this rivalry. I don't know. These guys used to disdain this other roster. It didn't matter, you know, off the field. That's one thing. On the field, you hated that that team. Off the field, totally different. So to me, if I'm a player and somebody from the greatest rival in the history of this organization says on camera, I fucking own you. I'm going to take some offense to that. Well, I think it I depends mean, it, on who you talk to. Cause Olin Krutz said right after it happened that he would have punched Rogers in the face. Yep. Now I don't know what that's going to get you other than a 15 yard penalty and probably some sort of a fine, but he said he would have punched Aaron Rodgers in the face. But I heard Zach Miller on Hogan Johns. I just listened to it last night. He was like, yeah, I used to say that on like anytime I was on the road. And I owned a team. Like, I think he said he probably did it after that touchdown catch he had on Monday night against the Chargers. You know, he, he'd go to the sideline and he'd tell those fans, I own you. You know, and Jimmy Graham said he did it multiple times whenever they would beat 
you know, beat the heck out of teams on, on former teams, not on the yeah. Bears. But but it's a, it seems to be a common thing that happens in the league, and that one just got blown up because of it when won't. it happened and where it happened. You know, mm. he, Rogers scored a, 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 a dagger of a touchdown. That touchdown put the game away, let's be honest. And yeah. then he was there, and as he said, uh, a woman was in the crowd giving him the double bird, and I don't – I don't doubt that at all. I mean, I'd probably give him the double bird if I ever saw Aaron Rodgers as well. And, uh, you know, that's just what popped in his head. Yeah, fuck me. I own you. You know, I mean, I've owned you my whole career. How can we argue it? He's 21 and 5. Yeah, like you say, he has earned us, all the way through his career, he's earned the Chicago Bears. And it's just a shame that, if you imagine if that were the other way around, that Rodgers were our quarterback and he had that Lambert field. Oh man, that would be absolutely it. amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, we would have absolutely loved it. We would have See, loved I, it. I, yeah, I, I, I think. I mean, if that, if you're, if you're one of those players uh, on the roster, and that, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know how you, I don't know how that can upset you. I, I just don't think it's enough. I just don't think there's enough there for, from this team uh, to to make to do anything about it. You know, I mean, everybody's looking forward to when Aaron Rodgers is no longer the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, so the Bears can then take over the division. Fuck that! I want to fucking beat this guy. Like, yeah. if we're yeah. gonna take over, let's take out the top fucking yeah. dog and take yeah. over. Not oh, I can't wait till Aaron Rodgers is out of the division and then we can take over. You can't beat the fucking Vikings. You barely beat the Lions. You needed a miracle field goal. It's well, gonna Bills, be a long time. Get Bills fans said that ready. for deep. Bills fans said that for twenty years while Tom Brady yep. was up there in New England. Bengals, Browns, and Ravens fans have said that about Big Ben for years, and now they're dealing – the other teams, anyway, are dealing with Lamar Jackson, who's probably taking over that division. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's all over the league. Um, mm, yeah. And and if you don't like it as a player, stop them. We've seen – I've seen it mostly in college more than the pros, but Kentucky does the L's down. You guys know I come on here and I do – I throw my L's down because I hate Louisville too. If you don't like it, stop it. They do the horns down for Texas. You don't like it? Stop it. But we're not stopping them. I need to ask you a question, AC. And it's not sort of Bears related, but it's, it'll be all right. If you, you know, I haven't really got a college team to support. You know, so I want you to sell me Kentucky as a team to support. Uh, to me, it's um, they, they share a lot to me with the Chicago Bears in that right. they're not – they're not the Alabamas. They're not yeah, yeah, yeah. the Georgias. They're not the the team that's you know is going to be in the playoff yeah. almost the every year. Faces. They're going to get the top recruits. They're going to win the top rewards. Kentucky is the underdog. We're the guys who yeah, every once in a while we can come up there and, and punch Georgia in the mouth. Every once in a while we'll win a game we're not supposed to win. And sometimes we'll lose games we're supposed to win. That's why I'm a Kentucky. Well, other than being from here, that's why I'm a Kentucky yeah. fan, is because we're the ultimate underdog. I mean, underdog. we haven't had before Mark Stoops. Our last great coach was Bear Bryant, and he left here to go to Alabama and became a fucking legend. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's been a lot yeah. of mediocrity. 
And then we finally got Mark Stoops mm -hmm. in here who uh, started recruiting well, built this team up the way it's supposed – the way you're supposed to build a team. You know, um, he, he wasn't cool. – we don't have the pipeline in this state. I know it's a different country for you, but a lot of states have great high school football. You've got Ohio, Texas – Oh, California yeah, no, 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 Texas and, and Louisiana and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, well, that could be my new college team. Hey, the blue and white looks great too, right? It does as well, doesn't it? Does it? And then it's still yeah. accused for badge, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, uh, he's accused yeah, for badge. I, I, I would not yeah, invite yeah. you to be a Syracuse fan <laughs> uh, because <laughs> it's just like being would a Bears be fan. <laughs> Is that more misery? Oh, it's it's 150% complete misery. <laughs> it's one in the same. Like, so this, the Orange are now in the Nagy era where he fired, like, his tight end coach, his offensive line coach. Oh, all right, uh, His right. offensive coordinator. So now in two years, when we have two more losing seasons, they'll fire Dino, and then we'll yeah. start over again. Right. So it's good. So keep it. <laughs> yep. Well, there's always there's always plenty of room on our bandwagon, man. And uh, I'm, I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm telling you. Well, I appreciate it, man. Now you got to get yourself a. I don't know how you'll be able to watch SEC games. No, I've uh, managed to watch some on YouTube. I've had some. Uh, I managed to watch a few Kentucky games early this season, just on YouTube. Oh, that's great. So, uh, so it's been. I've been lucky really that I can actually watch some college football because I've always been more into NFL. But when I was younger. I mean, when I was younger, all we had in Britain, right, we had an hour TV program showing the highlights of the games from the previous week. So literally had an hour, and that, that's all we had. And we might wow. we got the we got the Super Bowl, and then the, we might have got a playoff uh, game to watch. And, and like I was chatting to Badge before we came on, uh, that American football, the NFL and the Bears were massive in this country in the 80s. American football were massive, like they used to be kids walking around wearing the tops just as a fashion thing. Um, the Bears came over and played a preseason game against the Dallas Cowboys at Wembley, and that was like a oh, massive wow. thing. I ended yeah. up playing American football because of the Bears, and I played running back because of Walter Payton. And there were teams everywhere throughout the country, like the team, the club I were involved with, the Leeds Cougars, they, their senior team used to get about three or four thousand people watching them. And each of us guys, what you know, it would have damaged sir. But people were so much into that. anything American in the eighties. We loved it over here. Absolutely gobbled it all up. We couldn't get enough of it. So uh, yeah. I played my uh, I played my dodgy right knee on the Chicago Bears. Yeah, it probably helped a lot that the Bears were dominant back then. That's um, right. They were yeah. a lot like the uh, a lot like the Patriots dynasty has become in the two thousands. They were. I mean, we didn't have as many Super Bowls, but they were. You knew they were going to be in the playoffs. You knew yeah. they were going to dominate teams you know with their four six defense yeah uh rest in peace buddy ryan he's actually actually buddy ryan is uh buried here in uh i believe it's versailles kentucky so uh there's right. another reason for you to cheer for the for, yeah, for kentucky there chris yeah he that, uh I, did, I, did, I didn't know about all that's good cool. yeah apparently he retired and bought a couple horses well, and good, was like let's went. go down to kentucky and uh yeah, <laughs> and have me a horse farm and, and he retired out here and Awesome, beloved yeah, Chicago we, Bear. Yeah, but it, I mean the Bears were just such a big, big part of it, and 
you can always tell in this country who were into the American football in the 80s because they either support the Bears, the Raiders, or the Dolphins, or the 49ers, yeah. or the Giants. Anybody I see walking around, I've got like a sea, Seahawks that I go, nah, you've already been into it for the last 10 years, haven't you? You know what I mean? I'm still Green Bay Packers as well. Anybody yeah. walking around with a Green Bay Packers fan, when, when I got into, into football in the 80s, Green Bay were terrible. So I always think, yeah. you want to spot it then, mate. No way. So you're just a, an Aaron Rodgers lover. So I've got no time for you, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and we, I mean, I, I, here in Kentucky, we, I'm sorry, Baz. I keep cutting you off. Uh, here in Kentucky, we don't have a team. So you see a yeah. lot of that as well. The different teams yeah. represented by different people that like their teams for different reasons. I know quite a few Packers fans who either they're always either they loved Brett Favre in the 90s or Randall Cobb actually went to Kentucky uh, when All they right. drafted him. A lot of Kentucky fans kind of became Packers him. fans because, because of it. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, we got Steelers fans, Bengals fans, a couple of Browns fans I've met. My brother likes the yeah. Ravens. Uh, there's Kentucky's like that, a big melting pot of fans that yeah. have their different reasons for pulling for their yeah. team. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, it was it was a massive cultural thing the NFL in this country. It was. It's really hard to explain. Like the first ever British final, they had twenty five thousand people watching it, and these, like I said, these are just guys who were playing after work because people just, you know, because <laughs> especially sport in the country at the time, the eighties, that you know, soccer, you had all the football hooligans. I was never into all that. Rugby, even the rugby union England team were made up of. They weren't professional. They were all lawyers and policemen and that crap. And that, they wouldn't feel what attracted me to the NFL war. You were so far ahead in, our, our, you know, in the training, the preparation of the games. And that would have been what blew my head apart when I was like 14, 13 and I started playing it war. That's what I want. I want, the, you know, I want to learn how to be the best I can be. And being yeah. a sport, what's forward thinking rather than... I mean, you know, in the 80s, we got about as far as having a guy with a metal bucket and a wet sponge. That was our medical... You know, sort of thing in the game. You know, that like you know, an old guy run on and give you an orange half, you know, half time. That's how about as technical as we got in this country. So that that's what always got me with football war, you know, all the preparation, the training. You know, I, I had the NFL workout book so I could do all do all the working out on my own and stuff like that. And people used to think I used to be mad at mad when I was growing up, you know, they were thinking, what's all this about? And you know, what, you, you know, how do you get it? What's it all about? So uh, it was it was a big big thing for me growing up, um, and I'll, I'll show you a little picture. This is when I got my uh, the first kit at Christmas time. I was lucky enough the parents could afford to buy me a kit. So this is me at fifteen at Christmas. So I hope you can see that all right. So you can hold it up a little bit. I can see the helmet. Oh yeah, you had a whole the whole the whole shebang bang there. Oh huh? yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that would be at fifteen, man. So uh, yeah, wow. so the Chicago Bears were the Bears and the NFL were uh, were a big influence in my life for about a good seven or eight years. That's awesome. I love hearing how how people became fans. You know, yeah. uh, I, I've told people I married into this. My wife, her family yeah, was from say, Chicago yeah. area, and uh, when I first met her, I was like, well, how? First of all, I was like, what are you doing down here? And she said, witness protection program. And I, <laughs> I had to laugh. Uh, but uh, I was like, so who's your team? And she was like, I got to cheer for the home team. At the time, as, as I've said on here, I'm, I was a Bengals fan. Um, and I was like, oh, so you're a Bengals fan too? She was like, no, uh, 
I'm a Bears fan. We're from Chicago, and I started watching the Bears and fell in love with them, and here I am. I found the ballroom a few years ago, and they had a audition to try and be on this show. <laughs> and uh, I'm yeah, always – you took over the show. Now we're see. You know. Yeah. Now it's my show. It, yeah. About to just call it AC show, and then the bar like, <laughs> you know, really small letters next to yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Aldo's talked to me about that before. He's like, you know, yeah. that first season, I would go back and listen. AC would just kind of sit back. I would, I'd try to let everybody get their points in. You know. Yeah. I'm like just. Don't say anything, Chris, until, until the guys have got the point over. <laughs> <laughs> right. But now, I mean, if if you don't say it, man, a lot of times, at least for me, I'll either forget it or we'll be moving on to something else. So I, that's I'm why exactly I just kind of jump in there and get my point across. And uh, But, yeah, it's, it's been uh, – the network as well has been a, been a really big thing for me over the last sort of couple of seasons. And – I think well, I was talking to Badge before we came on. I think a lot of it to do is just the people you got on the network. You all come over as genuine people to me. And you're not trying to be flash and trying to be like a you know, a journalist and all that. And also as well, right. I think a lot of it's down to, a lot of it's down to Aldo. I think I think Aldo's comes over as such a top guy. And uh, mm -hmm. you know, I think I'm generally I feel like I'm generally right about that. And he's a, a big reason why I've kept on with the network is just I find him so sort of interesting and he comes over so well and all you guys do so uh yeah I've, that, I've been lucky to find it really well we appreciate it man and we i think just like you said man a lot of us we're all down to earth we're from all over the yeah. country i think you know badges from new york uh bobby who's originally from chicago but now he lives right. down in the carolinas you know with his job and KB in Indiana, and uh, I think Brother Gaines is out in D.C. or close to that right, area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, being all over the country and uh, and now you're international now. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You're not the national. You're international now. So it's all good. That's right. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> man. Yeah, Chris, we appreciate you, man. Uh, you know, we had talked, you know, a couple weeks ago, and uh -huh. you know, of course, I I'm very forgetful. So if you don't remind me, uh, you know, I, I I tend to forget things. So um you know we appreciate you man uh hopping on with us you know um it's it's awesome to have you know to know the the how far our reach is i mean yeah. you i see it every week i log on to put the show up as a podcast after each show and i mean the countries that our show mm. is is played in would just astound people i mean mm. Asia, the Asian markets, uh, the United Arab Emirates, Mexico, I mean, Australia, just, you know, the UK is huge um, for our follower base. And it's really awesome knowing that, you know, four guys, um, you know, from random parts of the world yeah. and really it's one awesome. of them with, you know, actual, well, AC, your wife too, you know, with Chicago roots, you know, yeah. um, I mean, it's, it's crazy and, and it's cool. Like I've had the privilege of meeting, you know, some, some of you Ooh. like at, at, at a bears game and, you know, um, members and current members and former members of this network going to bears games and, and, and meeting those people and, and whatever. And, you know, the thing of it is, is I think what brings everybody together is, the love or right now the hate 
for <laughs> this fucking team. I mean, yeah. I think all of us are, I just think back to the first year I was part of this, you know, like in 2017, the like Fox was fucking terrible. I mean, it was yeah. this network and the hundred proof show that started the fire Fox narrative, you know? And like, you go from that to Matt Nagy and you know, that first year in 18, everything with the exception of Cody Parkey, like it was supposed to. And you thought going into 2019, Holy shit. Like we just came off a 12 and four season. Yeah. It ended bad, but you know what? I think we're going to be really good. And it bears 100. You had all the former players there giving, Hey, this team, this team, holy shit, they're going to be good. They're going to be good. And then as typical Bears fashion come <laughs> and shit down their leg. And they shit down their leg last year, and they're shitting down their leg this year. Yeah, and we're you- back to where we were after we fired John Fox. It's but- like it's an it's a four-year fucking turn of events, it seems like, with the exception of Lovey Smith in recent memory that we go through this and have to find a new coach and a new GM yet the people in charge stay the same. So nothing changes. Um, Mm. I was never one for the fucking sell the team thing, but Jesus Christ, I I've been a diehard and and you know what? I tweeted this. I I said, I'm a diehard. I don't know if I'm a diehard. I I, I don't know if I am a diehard. Definitely. I think they broke me. Uh, Cause like, I, don't know, you know, you, I think they finally strong. hit my breaking point. Yeah. Like I, I didn't think, you know, I just, I used to just watch and I would watch whether they got their ass kicked, whether they won by a lot, won by a little, lost by a little. I just, now I'm just to the point. Eh, eh, yeah. I think whatever. it's, I think it's just this regime badge. I think yeah, yeah. you're just like every other Bears fan. We want to see change. We know nothing's going to change until we see until we see changes made then that's yeah for lack of a better term it sounded dumb coming out nothing's going to change until we see changes made <laughs> but uh it to be, I think. <laughs> yeah yeah but uh i mean we all want change man when my son my son i'll be watching the game he'll be like you know how are the bears doing i'll be like oh well we're down most of the time or even if we're up i'll be like yeah well, we're actually winning right now but uh but you know and and but he doesn't care, man. How much no. I want to pass this on to my to my child, and he can pass it on to his children, and so on and so forth. But if something doesn't change, you know, kids aren't going to cheer for a team no. a team that's no. that's losing yeah. every year. I thought it's that too, man. I wanted to pass this on to my daughter, and when she was little, like you know, they she was three when they went to the Super Bowl, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. Like she's three years old; they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Like if they win, like she'll already have one in her, you know, as a young kid like me. And then Mm -hmm. as it started to dawn on me, I go, oh, man, they haven't done shit. And, (laughs) you know, since the Super Bowl, that was in 06. I'm like, oh, man, maybe this is a bad idea. And then I was like, "Nah, this team, this team's different. This team's different. And they weren't like, yeah, they mean, at least we're not Lions fans, man. Well, I, I don't know. Oh, we just I mean, just, yeah, for uh, every one year that we have a good yeah. year, it's almost like we're Lions fans. I mean, I, 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 could tell you, I, could, I could tell you a story what completely sums up being a Chicago Bears fan. 
I got to know a neighbour really well, and he was just getting into watching football. And he hadn't picked his team yet. He had, you know, who we were going to support. So he was asking me, you know, who support. I said, oh, you know, and I told him, you know, all the great teams and all the great clubs like the Steelers and blah, blah, blah. So then he goes, oh, no, I'm going to be a Green Bay Packer fan. And I went, you're joking at you, Mike. And he goes, no, 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 I like the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, we got on still, course you do, don't you? Anyway, yeah. he, he, moved, he moved away from, from where I live. And then the next guy who moved into his flat was a fucking Green Bay Packer fan. I couldn't believe it. I thought, what are the chances of that? What are the chances of that happening? So that to me just sums up being a Bears fan, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um uh, listen, yeah, I'll someone even said give something this to about Don Burr, Right? Lions on the uprise. All right, mm. I'll give it to you. I mean, you still uh, almost blew it. Oh no, that was the Vikings the other night. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. I like their head coach. I like the coach that they got out the lines. He's a fiery guy. We all laughed at him when he came out and talked about biting kneecaps. But that's a guy you want to talk about. Um, I heard a couple weeks ago I was listening to, to Greeny talk about um, the Jets. He's a Jets fan, poor fella. But uh, he said some of the players on the Jets said that the other team was laughing at their coach, making fun of their wow. coach. Yeah. And, and – and, can you imagine if someone did that to the Lions fans? Talked about their coach, or, or talked about Dan Campbell the way you know those those players talked about the Jets. They'd be fighting. Well, those guys you. would fight for him. And I want to say they would do that for Nagy, but I don't know. When I listen to former I players, when I listen to former players, like I heard Zach Miller was on uh, Hogan Johns. Uh, he talked about how great Nagy was as a players' coach. Um, we've heard Eddie Jackson try to put, you know, take up for him. I feel like the players like him, and I like him as a person. I just don't think he's a good coach, yeah. and I think I it's, think, and I think it's I, obvious. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've got nothing personal against Nugget. Oh, I'm sure he's a great guy, great family guy, but it, it just seems like it's just too much that that position is just it's just too much out of his comfort zone. His he's in over his head. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's right. Yes, yeah, so, he's a know, poser. Let's, let's, let's call it what it is. <laughs> I mean, he he's a he's a poser. He he got Andy Reid to sell the Bears that he was an offensive mastermind. Uh-huh. Um, he then said, "Oh, I my offense is phenomenal. It'll take three years to learn, but it's it's great, you know." And then he comes here and says, "Oh, I I didn't come here to run the I formation. What did you come here to run? Yeah. Because." It none of it works, and it never has worked, with the exception of the Tampa Bay game in 2018 when they were yep. playing. You know, they picked a couple of guys in Buccaneer jerseys out of the stands at Soldier <laughs> Field and asked them to come and play corner, and yeah. it made Mitch look competent, uh, similar to how he looked in the preseason game. You know, when he came to Soldier Field this past oh, season. Oh God. Robbie um, said Robbie said Nagy came to run the bottom three offense. That's yeah, I, I totally <laughs> yeah, agree. I, I, yeah. You know, Laz, Nagy's worn out his welcome with 99% of all Bears fans. Turn the page. Yeah. Dude, it's hard for me to turn the page. You've you and the general manager have set our franchise back minimum three to five years. Minimum. Yeah, Andy salary cap is a fucking debacle. Number one. And number two, like you said at the beginning of the show, AC, they've got like 22 players left under contract on this roster. Well, 
fucking Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn are taking up about 80% of that with their salary. That's you know, true. and then you, you, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. It's, it's, it's shit. It's been shit. It's going to be shit until you get somebody in here who knows what the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. You know, uh, so you know what? I right, fuck it. Right, let's get into score predictions, bold predictions, shout outs. <laughs> um, I, you know, I feel like I'm fucking beating a dead horse here repeatedly. Yeah, but we got five more weeks week. of beating I, this horse. I appreciate <laughs> listening to me fucking bitch every week. I, I maybe at some point got, I'll stop. The horse, this horse has got maggots and, and flies on it by now, and we're still beating the hell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, it's just you know I I just uh, well, all right I, let's let's get into it. So uh, Chris, since you're our special guest, I'm going to start yep. with you. Uh, give me bold prediction, uh, score yeah. prediction, and any shoutouts that you have, my brother. Whoo, that's a hard one. The bold prediction is ugh, I just don't want us to be embarrassed. I just want us to be competitive, keep the game close. But I think the score will be some be something like thirty-two, maybe seven to the Green Bay Packers. So uh, I'm not very hopeful for a, you know, for a victory. But I just, like I say, I just want to see us compete. I want to see players improve just to see what we've got for next season. Nice. You got any shout-outs, uh, shout Chris? Um, shout-out to, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a guy who's in the chat room from, from Britain called Brummy Bear. And he's, he's always in there and he's hilarious. So I'd like to shout to him. Uh, I'd just like to say thanks for letting me come on this show. It's just been an absolute honour. And it's just been one of the best things I've done in a long time. It really has. Even though we're talking about stuff that's quite negative with the Bears. But just being on it, it's been amazing. So anytime you want some sort of, you know, Northern England English bloke on your TV, on your, on your network, just, just get hold of me, Badge, and I'll come on the show anytime because it's been one of the best Hell things yeah, I've done dude. in a long time, man. I loved hearing your story, man, about, you know, how you became a Bears fan yeah, and yeah, how it was in the 80s and all that. That was, oh, that was yeah. a great story, man. Cheers. Respect, man. Respect. For sure. All right, AC, over to you, man. Bold prediction, score prediction, shout outs. Uh, my bold prediction, um, man, I want to say Justin Fields. Uh, Justin Fields accounts for three touchdowns today. I don't know if that will be – on the ground or in the air, I haven't decided. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I think he scores three touchdowns, uh, but but we don't get much else going. I think Bears lose, um, and I really think the Packers – we t- we texted about it last week, Badge. There's maybe two teams that can beat the Packers in the league, not just the yeah. NFC. The Packers are yeah. one of the best teams in the league, one of the most complete teams. Aaron Rodgers doesn't lose to us, and I don't see it changing. Uh, it's unfortunate, but um, I think they jump out to an early lead and we kind of dig back and have a couple garbage point touchdown or garbage time touchdowns. And I'll say the final score is uh, Packers 42, Bears 24. Because uh, I want to get I want to get Cairo a, a, a field goal in there as well. So um, that's my score prediction. The bowl prediction is Justin Fields scores three touchdowns somehow, some way. Um, Shout-outs, first off, shout-out for you, Chris, man. 
uh as we said before we came on you're usually in the chat before we are <laughs> which is saying something <laughs> and uh and you're always in there um shout out to laz he said uh he really enjoys me which i appreciate <laughs> it man uh, I, 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 I try to come on here and speak some you know i, I appreciate aldo for giving me uh for giving me a platform you know uh i've been a bears fan for years and there's not a whole lot of Bears fans around here. So being able to come on here every Sunday and speak my piece and uh, talk about the Bears with you guys, it's uh, I love it. And the people in the chat keep the chat going. And uh, I, I appreciate all y'all. Um, shout out to my wife. I always got to give her a shout out because she gives me uh, – she doesn't get mad at me when I got to come on here Sunday morning and – cut out two hours of my life you know we could be chilling on the couch watching news drinking coffee or whatever uh i made breakfast for her this morning because i made breakfast for scotty yesterday and she's like you never make me any breakfast she had to work <laughs> and uh so this morning i got up and made her some french toast and bacon and, and eggs and and had breakfast with her before the show and most of the little I'm things, sure guys. That's all that yeah, happened man. before the show, AC. No, I didn't have time. I, I didn't have time to do all that. Maybe after the show, uh, I don't know. But uh, you, did sound, you did sound a bit tired at first, AC. <laughs> <laughs> Breathing heavy and she, uh, I just really, you know, rolling them shoulders. Oh, <laughs> I'm the man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the biggest thing that I learned this weekend from from the devastation of the tornadoes, not to yeah. bring the show back down, but uh, enjoy your time with your family and friends, man. Life's too short to hold grudges or be pissed off that your bears suck bad. Just enjoy enjoy life to its fullest, man, and uh, bear down. Bear down, mate. Yeah. So bold prediction. Um, I, th I, I think I'll go a little bit bold here. Um, I'm not going to go so bold that I think this team can pull out a victory. Um, I just don't believe that if they do. Okay. Um, I don't really know what it proves cause whoopee <laughs> shit. Um, you still got four or five games left to play and I just, even if the team comes back and is somehow able to win the remainder of these games and sneak into the playoffs, you know, it's, it's one and done. I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, but um, I do think the bears will score more than their season average of 16 points today. Um, I'm somewhat in agreement with AC. Um, I think they'll hit that 20 plus mark. Um, I'm going to call it 20. Um, I think it's going to be, um, Two touchdowns, two field goals, um, but yeah, um, I I am going to give the Packers a fifty burger uh, tonight Ooh. on Sunday Night Football, and they win fifty to twenty one. Um, our defense is full of holes, um, not only in the secondary but up front as well. Um, no Khalil Mack. Um, Green Bay's offensive line has been really good at holding for all these years. They continue to do it, and get away <laughs> with it. Um, so not only are we playing the Packers, we're also playing the officials. I'm going to say it now. Fuck you, Green Bay. That's the truth. <laughs> you know it. Kiss my ass. Um, I gave you my score prediction. Shout outs. Man, uh, I just can't say enough um, about AC, you know, bringing light to the Kentucky situation. Um, please, if you can, um, you know, go to that link. Follow AC on Twitter. Go to that link. 
any little bit helps five bucks. I know it's the holiday season and, you know, money's tight for everyone, but please, if you can, please, uh, you know, try to help out those folks that just lost everything. Um, you know, you saw the clip, um, and whatnot, um, the chat, you know, you guys keep bringing it week over week over week. You guys are in here kicking ass, taking names. Um, Chris, I can't thank you enough, man, for jumping in here, you know, talking the game, telling us your story about how you became a Bears fan and absolutely adding so much value to the show, dude. We appreciate it so much not having kb not Anytime. having bobby man thank you so much we'll definitely have to do it again guys Anytime, if you man. ever want to jump on with us it's as simple as hey yo i'd love to jump on with you guys yeah. hit us up twitter facebook instagram whatever um you know we'd, we'd love to get you on and and get you in here and and talking with us, you know, we're fanalists. We're, yeah. I mean, yeah, we all probably played the game and, and whatnot, but we didn't play at the college level or the pro level. We just, uh, we just like the bears. We love this yeah. team. Not maybe not right now, but if you, if you want to get on with us, man, we'd love to have you on Pookie. I see your message, bro. Um, I will get on Twitter right after here, dude, and I'll hit you back. Um, and whatnot, but, um, you know, let's hope for a healthy Justin Fields the rest of the way. Uh, no, no major injuries. Same thing with some of these young core guys, DeMont, Herbert, Mooney, Komet, um, the offensive line, you know, um, with that, man, uh, you know, there's no other way to really end this than with a freaking bear down. So bear down. let's fucking do it. Bear down, mate. Have, have, go Bears, bear down.